Welcome to the Relationship Road Trip, navigating the twists and turns of all the important relationships in your life. Coming at you from the back seat, it's me, Ben. Hi, I'm Don Fernando Azevedo, clinical psychologist, executive coach, and voiceover artist, your navigator. I'm Kim Azevedo, licensed marriage and family therapist, artist and residence, your mechanic. And I'm Dory Stiles, the hitchhiker on today's show. Welcome, Dory. Thanks. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad you picked me up. <laughs> Okay, drivers, let's get this show on the road. Today's quote is by Roy T. Bennett. Don't let others tell you what you can't do. Don't let the limitations of others limit your vision. If you can remove your self-doubt and believe in yourself, you can achieve what you never thought possible. So perceptive listeners may have noticed there was an extra voice in our intro. Welcome to the very first guest interview on the Relationship Road Trip. We are honored to have with us today Dr. Dory Stiles, Director of Training for the Highlands Company and owner of Turning Points Coaching and Consulting, and our very first hitchhiker. Last week, we did a broad overview of the whole person model, a core part of the Highlands Ability Battery. Dr. Stiles is going to give us some more insight into the model and the Highlands program. But first, Dr. Stiles, can you tell us a little more about yourself? Sure. My formal background in education is in industrial and organizational psychology. And I got that degree several decades ago, knowing full well I didn't want to go into the testing and measurement side of things. And look where I am. <laughs> I went into teaching for a little bit at the University of Georgia and at Georgia Southern. And then I went into the private sector and actually started having to practice some of the techniques that I had learned as an IO psychologist. So things like job analysis and performance appraisal and all those wonderful measurement technologies that come across very differently when you actually have to use them and apply them yourself. That was a big learning experience for me, having to be a manager and actually use those tools on other people. And after spending about seven years there, I decided that what I really wanted to do was help people understand how to transfer their abilities and their skills into remaking themselves. I happened to be in an industry that was merging and there were closings and all sorts of things. And when I would ask people what they wanted to do next, they would say they wanted to do the same thing. And I scratched my head and thought, wow, that same thing isn't going to be here anymore. So how can I help people think differently and utilize their talents? And it just so happened happened that I was introduced to the founders of the Highlands program, as it was called back in the day. And that was 25 years ago. And I became certified in their process and have used and applied those techniques across these 25 years. Eventually, I became the training and director of research for the Highlands Company. And I've loved every minute of it. So I'm so happy to be able to share, you know, my experience with you. Wonderful. And Dory was my teacher about 24 years ago when I started with Highlands. <laughs> Whoa, she was my 24 teacher last year. Oh. <laughs> I found uh, I found my folder. Nice. Ah. So it does. It still says Highlands. This is old because it says Highlands program. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have the cassette tape? Is the true question. I do. Uh, there's not one in here. 
there may have been at some point. All right. Are we ready to dive into some questions? Sure thing. You were talking about that people said they wanted to do the same thing and that that thing wasn't going to exist anymore. And that seems like that plays right into what we're talking about here. How is understanding your abilities important for creating a life plan, especially if what you've done for your life is now going away and you need a new life plan? Oh, that's such a great question. I think, first of all, the idea of a life plan can sound really daunting to some people. It sounds so big. It sounds so formal. It sounds so deliberate. And I think out of those three words, the word that I like is deliberate. So by understanding information about yourself through the Highlands Ability Battery, I really think about it in three ways. It provides some real awareness to the individual, to you who takes the Highlands Ability Battery. But that's awareness of kind of your starting place on where your natural abilities are. It's not deterministic. It just tells you where you're starting. It also helps you clarify, gives you an opportunity to clarify an understanding of what it means to be you. The second thing that taking the Highlands Ability Battery can really afford you is intentionality. So once you have that information, you can use information about yourself intentionally. And the delightful thing about the Highlands Ability Battery is that you're the one that gets to use it. This is a self-management tool. It's, it's a tool that you use on yourself rather than having other people use on you. So the final and third thing that I love about the Highlands Ability Battery is that that intentionality helps you make great choices. So we know that the world of work will always change. We know that even as individuals, we will change. But if you have the tools and the foundation you can use them to mix and match and roll with those changes. The important thing is to go back and actually look at what was there instead of just being like, ah, this doesn't apply to me and trying to create a career in a field that doesn't work very well for the way that you approach the world, which is what I did after taking it when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So I was just looking back through mine right before this and I remembered a lot of it. But it's always interesting kind of reading. And I don't think I have Don did the assessment, the kind of like the Kim was mentioning the cassette tape. The feedback, Um, yeah. Yeah, the feedback. I don't think I have that. I just have the documentation that kind of broadly describes the different categories and, and things. And one of the things it mentioned was that I am not necessarily very strong at performing or like teaching or, uh, entertaining others with the things that I like doing, which was interesting to me because I spent a lot of time performing as a younger person. And I recently left my job and have gone freelance. And as part of that, I'm looking at different things that I could monetize or sell. And, you know, a lot of people do entertaining and educational YouTube videos as part of the music and audio industry, showcasing different things they've learned or whatever. And I was looking into that and it's very difficult for me to do. And I'm looking back at this Highlands assessment and realizing, oh, it's because it's not really a thing that I typically like doing. 
Right. Although it doesn't mean you can't do it. The real magic in this is understanding not that the your scores or the results are deterministic once again. It's that it tells you what's going to take more time, effort, and energy. And I know on the previous show, you talked about that difference between natural abilities and skills. And that's where that would come into play, Ben. It's not that you can't do it, of course, but you have to invest more time, effort, and energy to get what you want. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, Dory, one of the things that I've been fascinated about in the evolution of the Highlands program is all the different ways that you've applied it more specifically to different categories. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. You know, the Highlands Ability Battery was a single generic kind of report that focused specifically on the abilities. And of course, what most people wanted was an application of that. So I know my abilities, but how do I use that? So over time, we have developed some specialized reports to try and address the questions that people have in those specific kind of, I call them buckets. It's not a very, it's not a very professional name, but I call them my buckets. And we have kind of a student bucket and the student bucket are, you know, the issues for students can be from high school, you know, what to do after high school or what to major and that sort of thing. So they're, they have questions that they're wanting to apply the information to there. With adults that are more career changers or, or shifting or emerging, they have some experience under their belt. Their questions are just a little bit different. So the way the reports are written is with that in mind. The abilities stay the same, but the application changes a bit. We also have the leader report, which is all about if you know your own natural abilities, how can you use that in managing and leading other people? And so again, the abilities are the same, but the application is different. And so that's what our reports try to do is answer the questions of those specific groups. We also have a lawyer report and you know, that's an example where we tried to specialize. And, and to tell you the truth, I don't know that we'll be creating any more specialized reports like that. The lawyer report, though, is, has been very useful to the fair number of lawyers that become dissatisfied with what they're having to do in their in the, in the practice of law or the application of law. And yet they don't want to chuck all that experience and that investment in their education. And so we're really able to help them understand more the environment that might be um, best for them to practice in, the specialty area uh, that they might want to practice in, and, and the specific roles and responsibilities that they might want to take on or leave on the table. So it's the application part, Don, that we really change up in those reports. Yes, and it's been powerful for me in doing feedbacks with folks, particularly that have had about seven to 10 years of experience in the workforce, where really what they want to do is tweak how they work and where they work and the kinds of meaning they derive from their work. And a lot of people think, oh, if I'm going to change, if I don't like my current work, I have to change everything. And the answer is really, you just need to tweak some things so it fits you better. That's a great point because uh, I don't know about you, but in my experience with those adults, many people say, well, this confirms a lot of things that I know about myself. And I'm very excited because it would be a little bit scary if somebody said all of this is new information. I mean, that would mean they didn't know anything about themselves, right? But, you know, so I'm happy that it confirms some things. But what I find is through our discussions, and you've, I'm sure, have found this too, they start refining how they think about those things. 
things. So I think the example that I give is like a, I'm a people person. You know, how many times have you heard people say that? A lot, right? But being a people person can mean many things from the Highlands Ability Battery. It can be I'm energized by being around people, or it can mean that I think about the outcomes of solutions for groups of people. So that refinement is what occurs with understanding those abilities. I've been uh, using this with mostly students, so I kind of see the people who are looking into their careers, and it's been really fun to help students really realize that there's more than just like four-year college that exists, and you can have these abilities and blend them into things that don't require a four-year college. And, you know, I had a client recently who was like, I can go to cosmetology school? And I was like, yeah, that, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah, look at your abilities and let's look at how this all blends together. And they were just completely baffled that that was an idea that would mesh well with how they think and how they approach the world. So fun, fun, fun. Are they enjoying looking at all the different options? I mean, th- those reports give people lots of options to look at. And sometimes uh, some people might feel like that's a little overwhelming, but are you able to help them navigate that, Kim? Yeah. So um, a lot of where I go with that is let's start with your interests. So this person is really into makeup and makeup artistry, which is how we ended up in that vein. Um, And we had a couple of good laughs, you know, veterinarian tech was on there and they were like, oh, no, 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 that's not it. And, you know, I was like, obviously that's not your interest. That's not where we would say go. But, you know, we talked about how the different abilities that they ranged on made that a fit for them. And then we looked at how would that work out in cosmetology? How would that work out if you were doing hairstyling and this particular person is a very strong introvert? And so they were talking about like, I couldn't be a hairstylist. I'd have to talk to people all the time. And we were talking about like, all right, well, how would you navigate that? What would that look like in your life? So it was just fun. I mean, I personally love doing the feedback sessions. So Yeah. Great. Ooh, I'm going to throw us for a loop and ask the next one. So, I mean, obviously I enjoy doing the feedback sessions, but Dory, how would you suggest someone best incorporate the ability battery feedback into the whole person technology that we've talked about? So I, I see the Highlands Ability Battery as providing the building blocks and the foundation. What most people want to do is they want to jump to the end. They want to jump to what they want as the outcome. I want the answer. I want the job. I want you know, nirvana, you know. And, <laughs> and what we have to do is, is work backwards and say, Right. To get there, what we have to do is start at the beginning and start with you because you've heard a lot from other people about what might be good for you and and all those sorts of things. And you might hear and, and believe certain things about yourself, but let's get a really solid understanding of those foundational blocks that you have, which are your natural abilities. And then what we can do with those natural abilities, even just I'm still at the abilities place, how do we mix and match different combinations of abilities because you don't have to use all of your abilities at the same time. You might consider making decisions about, do I want to use all my abilities in my work or do I want to use some of them off of work? But having that understanding and that foundation then allows for overlays of 
interests. And like you were talking about, Kim, I might have the natural abilities for certain things, but my interests are going to direct where I might apply them. And so the other parts of the whole person model frequently provide those additional filters and overlays, which become very complex. I mean, the reason why we don't have a formula that just says, take this and then we tell you what to do is because people are more complicated than that, thankfully. And so even as a Highlands consultant, you know, you can't tell people what to do, but you sure can give people wonderful tools with the rest of the whole person model to build on that foundational understanding of their natural abilities. And again, becoming intentional with the choices they make on how strongly do they need to be aligned with their values? Does their work need to be with their values, for example? How important is a specific goal that they're trying to achieve? How important is that to them? So different parts of that whole person model can create different pressures or weights or needing more focus um, at different points in people's lives. And so it's a, it's a wonderful dynamic tool once you have that foundation of your natural abilities. Does that help? Definitely. I remember when I took this in high school, it was very frequently sharing that I would be a really good therapist, specifically an art therapist. I remember looking at that and being like, nah, that's not how this goes. I'm not going to do what my dad does. It very blatantly told me that my natural abilities were not in line with like chemistry and hard science, but I was determined to try and build some skill sets there. Uh, I did not. And now look, I'm an art therapist. <laughs> Surprise. I win. Yeah. Oh, gross. You're not allowed to win, boss man. Dory, you were saying how it's not, um, uh, what's the word you used? Deterministic? Deterministic, right. But there's so much of me that wants to look at it now with hindsight, like roughly 10 years out of college and be like, oh, of course, this all made perfect sense that I ended up in this way and that way and the other thing. And... And it's not really that either, though. It's like, it's more complicated than that. People are more complicated than that. Exactly like you said. It is. I was just going to say, it highlights how your abilities and the way you naturally approach the world drive you to do these things, right? Even if you hadn't taken that when you were in high school, you would have ended up on the path that you ended up because that's just what drove you in that moment. The fact that we have the ability to look back at ours just makes it comical for us. But if you look at people who are taking it and then plotting out their career or looking out at these things, it's looking at what their abilities are, what comes naturally, the things they would naturally drift towards. Well, you know, what's interesting is that I got my feedback 24 years ago and I've used the feedback and all the rest of the elements of the whole person technology a few times in my life to navigate changes there were changes in 2000 and then again in 2003 and then again in 2015. And again in 2020. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> and hopefully again in 2023 <laughs> when I retire. But at each of those inflection points in my life, different parts of the whole person technology became more important than others. But through all of it, my abilities were, were chumming along inviting me to certain things and blinding me actually to other things that I wouldn't pay attention to. Hmm. But it does take intentionality to use this information in a way that guides your life 
And I really loved pulling it out each of those times. I know I'm supposed to do it every year. And I was actually good about that at first. And then it drops off. Yeah. (laughs) Things get in the way. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting to me about that is that, you know, I, I think a lot of people say, oh, if I had only had this when I was a high school senior, if I had only had this when I was a freshman in college, I think what it does is it like Kim was saying, I don't necessarily think that that information would change your path, but I do think that you plant some significant seeds. You also walk away with a certain amount of confidence and understanding about yourself that you know it feels like you're making choices, but at the same time, you have a safety net. You have that thing to, that touchstone to come back to, to say, yes, there's a way to figure this out. And that's been the remarkable thing as I've worked with people over time, that they do come back to this. They do look and see, this is where that went you know, sideways for me, or this is why I had to temporarily do something because of circumstances. But they know there's a way to navigate back. So that lifelong navigational tool is a gift that they're being given in this whole process. Yeah, I was going to echo your thoughts about confidence, that it it gives you this sense of confidence. Yeah. Which is really cool. You know, one other thing I just wanted to mention cuz I, you know, we I'm I'm kind of hitchhiking in on your family here, but my family has some similarities and I have to say as a parent, me knowing this information about my children, my students I never used it as something to tell them to do, like they should or shouldn't do something based on this. But what I was able to understand was that we're completely different. Uh, When my son said he wanted to go into music, my first impression was, every teenager wants to go into music, you know, no big deal. So I'm getting him the music lessons and, and that sort of thing. And yet he's spending his money on studios. And lo and behold, he has a significant ability that I, I am much lower in. And he was totally in the engineering, hands-on side of things where I thought of music as this thing that you listen to. So as a, as a parent who can piggyback in on learning about their own students and their children, there's a way to support and learn things that you would never know because we all walk around thinking everybody's just like us. And they're not. <laughs> what? Well, no way. And piggybacking off of that, it, um, the reports also go into learning styles. And, you know, what comes naturally as far as learning. And I remember when I took mine, that really shaped how at least mama and I communicated because I'm much more of a kinetic learner. And she and I would get into it about reading the textbooks because that didn't help me. And I remember sharing that with her and we had a conversation about how that's just not how my brain works. I learn better by doing a thing. And isn't that fabulous that you had the language to explain it? Absolutely. Let me tell you, I lived through all of that, and it was great that she finally had the language. Mine says that I have a very good number memory, but I don't think that's true anymore. I think I lost that ability. You think? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like you do a lot of number memory for recording stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And the dynamics and levels there. And Decibles. I bet you remember all of the phone numbers that you ever had. No. Okay, that was two it took phone me numbers. So long to memorize Sarah's phone number. 
she made fun of me for ages which was fair <laughs> because i didn't know it well um you also don't have the age where you still have to type it in as much when we were younger you memorized phone numbers because you had to type it in it was required yeah so we've talked a lot about how the model applies kind of to individuals in a few different spots but how do you see it applying at some different levels, like maybe businesses, communities? And we've talked some about like teenagers to early career and Don touched on later career, but kind of take us through some other variations there. Yeah, that's one of my most favorite things to do is to work with groups of people in organizations, because I think that the whole idea is that people are going to have to work together. They have to find ways to work together. And that requires communication, that requires understanding, and it requires some respect uh, for different talents and different contributions that people can make. And understanding that we all walk in with that idea of, listen, intellectually, we say people are different from us, but inside, we think they should be like us. And so when when you start, when you learn about your own abilities, which is not where people inside organizations want to start, they want to start with, I want to know about all the other people around me, because I know myself. Instead, if you go back and you start with yourself, through that learning about yourself, you also learn what it's like not to be you. So if you learn that somebody is that extroverted, thinking out loud kind of person, and you are not, you make assumptions about that extrovert. You make attributions to that extrovert about being fickle and changing their mind and just saying what the person they're with wants to hear and, you know, all those kinds of things where that's, you're making misattributions in reality. So when you learn about yourself first, that process allows you to understand what it's like not to be you. And all of a sudden the world opens up and you realize that, wow, they need to talk this out. So rather than fight it, what I need to do is give them that space to talk and it goes more quickly. It's amazing. It's a miracle. And if I'm more of that introverted person that needs an agenda, needs time to think, guess what? I can advocate for myself and say, hey, I need an agenda before our meeting. What are we going to be talking about so I can be more interactive during the meeting? So all of a sudden, by learning about yourself, you learn about other people. And people feel emboldened to have asks for themselves. I request that we have an agenda. I request that I have overnight to think about it. So it's so much fun because what's paramount with Highlands is there is no one best way to be. And so because there is no one way to be, that means that there are all these different offerings that people have and how do you utilize it? So in understanding other people, whether it's through a workshop or through just interacting with somebody else that has been through it, or even if nobody else in the whole organization hasn't been through it, just by modeling and asking, it gives other people permission, sort of it opens up a different kind of conversation. At a community level, I've not really used it personally on a large scale in a community, but in small community groups like with um, city management, for example, I have seen this work and I have seen people change the language that they use, change the techniques that they use to get input from the community. They're, They're much more aware of these differences and therefore open up different options than they had initially. Cool. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
One of my biggest groups in the past 20 years has been with public school administrators. Hmm. And um, so these are the school superintendents, the people in the central office, the principals in the in the schools, and there are leadership programs that they go through. And at this point, they not only use the Highlands Ability Battery, but statewide, these administrators are going through the whole person model and using it to help them fit themselves and make selections about the places that they feel like they can make the biggest impact and the and the most productive impacts. And then they also are cognizant of who they have on their team. You know, so you don't select people based on Highlands. It's not validated for that. But you certainly do ask different questions in an interview process um, to get a feel for what's the same and what's different for each person. So it's just very, it's very dynamic and it's lots of fun. Excellent. So one analogy that I can just throw in here and, and, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, Kim and Don, since you've used this is I, I, I think about sort of the abilities as Legos, pieces of Lego, right? And there are different sizes and they're different types and you can buy a model and you can do, you know, you can do all those things. But, you know, if you get a pile of Legos, you might not have the same pieces that are in somebody else's pile, you know? And so to me, it's about understanding your kind of Lego cachet and then um, putting something together and then you see what your needs are. And then you know that, hey, I can I can learn how to go acquire some additional things if I need it. I can go to Kim, I can go to Don, I can go to Ben. And But you're starting with that cachet. And I wondered if that analogy worked for you all. It would work for me. I've not ever used it before, but it does. Because you know, what it brings up to mind is here are my Lego pieces and I've put them together this way right now. I can take them apart and put them together in a different way next. And that actually, reflecting back on on those inflection points I mentioned before, that's actually what I did, um, is, is I took my Lego pieces, took them apart, and reassembled them in different forms. Not hugely different, because it's the same parts, uh, but enough different to adapt to whatever the times needed. Uh, and, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kim, how about for you? Yeah, I mean, same. I, I like that metaphor. I hadn't thought of it that way. I forget the metaphor I used when I was sharing it with one of my first feedback sessions. But I like the concept of being able to build and rebuild. I also just have fond memories of Legos in general. Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, and I mean, and, and also, you know, the thing that I, the whole reason why I stay with Highlands is because it is the emphasizing the person side of things. You know, when we think about careers, when we think about whether it's for money or not, you know, when we think about what we do, we many times try and morph into what that ideal workplace or that organization really wants. And so we say, how can we be that, what they, what is attractive to them? And I, I work really hard with everybody to help them understand this is about you getting on a level playing field and you asking questions about the organization to see if it fits you. 
you know, you're, the organization has a problem. The organization has a position to fill. They need something. And so do you. So getting yourself up on a level playing field and having that understanding allows you to really equally participate in those kinds of decisions, whether it's career, a specific job, or even what you want to do outside of work. Because we know that we don't apply all of our abilities on the job. We, we find different outlets. and But knowing that you need those different outlets, you're so much further ahead than so many other people. It's, it's just, it makes work and life more enjoyable. And that's Indeed. what it's all about. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Stiles, for joining us this week. This is a lot of fun. Uh, our very first guest. And I don't know, I think I'm excited for this season and for the opportunity to talk to more people and keep expanding what we're talking about and the depth that we're able to get into. But before we say goodbye, are there any other things that you want to talk about? Any projects or upcoming events? Um, what's next for Highlands or for you at Turning Points? Yeah, sure. So one of the things that we're doing this year with at Highlands is we're opening up what we're calling open enrollment group sessions. Don, you'll remember from back in the day when we were paper and pencil and we had workshops and everything, we had you know, these open enrollments that people came to and it was wonderful. Well, when everybody went to sort of this virtual format or the digital, you know, the taking Highlands on the internet and that sort of thing, running groups became a little bit more of a challenge to coordinate and that sort of thing. But Highlands is now, and I think the population as a whole has gotten so much more used to virtual groups and telehealth and, you know, being on the computer to do work that we're really going to start offering uh, open enrollments to people for just the debrief. So they can take the assessment and do the debrief in a group, in a group. Um, they won't get that individualized attention, but for some people, that's a, that's a good enough starting place. Um, of course, they can work with consultants individually beyond that, but just to get through the ability battery piece, other consultants will be offering that across the board. So that's kind of exciting. We will continue our research at Highlands. We just did a big research project this past year to come up with an occupational fit tool to include in our um, career reports, but we will continue with our updates to norms and to reliability and keep up, you know, the integrity of the tool up. So that's always, I always appreciate the effort that we put into that. And for turning points, I'm, there's a little bit of a overlap a lot of an overlap actually <laughs> between Highlands and Turning Points, um, but I um, am definitely continuing to do my work with the public educators. And if there was ever a time of that they needed support at this point, I'm happy that I can, what, whatever I can provide in that realm that I continue to provide. So yeah, that's, that's about it. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Now that we've covered the whole person model and Highlands in detail, Don and Kim and I are going to spend the next few weeks doing a deeper dive into each section of the whole person model and how it contributes to creating a life worth celebrating. If you're interested in taking the Highlands Ability Battery, you can find more information at azevedofamilypsychology.com as well as highlandsco.com and turningpointsconsulting.com. And we will link all of that stuff and any other resources um, in the show notes. Thank you as always for listening. And until next time, enjoy the drive. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Road Trip. 
We hope you enjoyed the episode and we want to know what you think. So write to us at questions at afpsych.com. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or subscribing with your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes of the show at relationshiproadtrip.com or wherever you download podcasts. The Relationship Road Trip comes out every Wednesday at 7 a.m., so don't forget to tune in next week. The Relationship Road Trip is brought to you by Azevedo Family Psychology, where they are dedicated to helping you create a life worth celebrating. You can learn more about their services at azevedofamilypsychology.com. This podcast is produced by Bear Cave Audio. Bear Cave Audio provides a range of audio services, from original composition to podcast recording and editing. To learn more, go to bearcaveaudio.com or email ben at bearcaveaudio.com. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back and may the sun shine warm upon your face. Thank you.